Hey everyone. So there is an arriving. So first there's a dissolving of these layers. And there's this endless arriving. When I think about how this um, whole journey started, it started at the end of horrific divorce. And it was almost like, um, like being kicked off a cliff, like everything went wrong, like there was just loss and more loss and more loss and more loss. It was just like, it's like the Titanic just blowing up. And, or just breaking off, like this whole structure that I had built um, was just in constant emergency. It had created this kingdom that inevitably was full of its own sort of suicide bombers or something. It was just all wrong. It was all wrong. Of course, I couldn't see it. By the way, I couldn't see any of it. It was just I was trying to make an equation that would never work, work. Because it was coming from a, a really erroneous, horrific place. I had no idea. So there was loss after loss after. And at some point, it was just, all right. You know, I, I, I did everything right. You know, again, in that unconscious place. It was like, well, why the fuck is this happening? It's like if somebody kicks you off a cliff and you wake up in the emergency room, it's like, how the fuck was I on the edge of that cliff? Why was I kicked off? You know, I've made all these decisions, right? So that really... You know, after the end of that, it was like, okay, let's wait. Got to, this, there's something wrong. Okay, again, I was completely in the dark. I had no idea. And, it, you know, the whole thing, divorce was, you know, just horror after horror, loss of money, loss of home, loss of family. I mean, it was just endless hemorrhaging of, and loss and suffering and just a shit show of hell. And subconsciously, I I didn't know. I didn't know I'd, I wasn't at home. I didn't know I, all this horror that had happened to me earlier. I had no idea. You know, as far as I was concerned, I had done everything I was supposed to do. So of course, you, you can't see the very thing that's, you know, has gotten you into this place. I mean, because you're so busy protecting them. So I arrived completely unconscious, but was forced to face all that was wrong, you know, in the middle of free fall. And it was in reality, it was a divorce and it went on and it was just so much loss and blah and suffering. And so the dissolution started within a relationship that was falsely created. And by the way, I took full responsibility. I didn't know at the time what I was doing, but I did it. I chose it, right? Um, in, the, in blindness, you know, you will fuck up. And so my journey actually started with med meditation. I was going to say medication, but actually meditation. And somebody had given me a book and said, oh, you should try this. Because I was always like, what is the meaning of all of this? Like, what, you know, why? And I had no idea. And so, so after that sort of initial kick off a cliff, which was the, oh, you know, if, if you stop blaming the other and go, okay, well, what the fuck, you know, I supposedly did everything, 
you know, I was supposed to do. I was nice. I was kind. I was whatever. Then, you know, there's this kind of like, there must be something wrong here. And I don't know what it is. I have no idea. So first is the humility and just asking the question. I mean, you can spend the rest of your life blaming your partner or blaming the conditions or whatever. But if you go, okay, look, well, there's something wrong. I don't understand it, but I have to figure it out. And I think that's, that was like my first intention. Like, I want to know what's wrong. How can all of this have been so, such a shit show? So much suffering, so much loss, right? And so somebody, you know, the universe always shows up when you're ready to to listen or you're ready to go off the main road, so to speak, and take the side side path. And meditation was my first vehicle or discipline or I don't know, whatever process. a way to just calm the mind, really. And somebody was talking about it. It really is like a nuclear reactor. You become, in meditation, you start building this energetic power within you. I just can't describe it any other way. The mind slows down. You can sit in the midst of everything. You begin to actually see the working of your brain, the thoughts like just piling through like traffic. And it's such a simple exercise. I could only sit for like a few minutes to start with. A few minutes, couldn't do more. It was too, too nervous. And then after about 13 and a half years, I could sit 45 minutes and just like, just sit and watch these thoughts. And so what was interesting that that generate, it is like a nuclear, they were, somebody said, right, it is a nuclear reactor. There's a transformation of energy if you sit and you don't live in reactivity all the time. There's this stillness this, that begins to happen there's this watcher that begins to actually see the thoughts that are going through. I mean, before I had no, they just went through my brain. I had no, I had no consciousness of them. And after 13 and a half years of meditation, one night when my son graduated, which I think was me knowing that he was going to be fine. I had the nuclear reactor had a reaction and my whole system went into this physical, like these circular, huge, like motions of energy. They were huge. They were just all over my body. There was a transformation happening of energy. I thought I was dying. I thought, okay, this is it. I'm dying. I could hear a crackling. And it was a, an energetic shift, a transformation of energy, a fusion, a nuclear fusion of sorts in my whole system. Because in those 13 and a half years of sitting, I had stopped hemorrhaging energy. If you're in constant reaction, and you're like bouncing off like a pinball, which is what I was before, like in a pinball machine, then you're just always on. You're just, oh, this thing, then that thing. And now it was, I could sit in the midst of everything that was happening and be present for it. And I began to see so much, like I was present to my reactions, whereas before I was just reacting. And so I was like, well, why do you get upset about this? Or why? I could see, like, my, f my reactions as they were happening. I remember once I'd made a mistake about a restaurant and my, this business partner came in and 
she was spitting and fighting like a little pit bull. And I was, I got really like nervous, like, why am I scared of her? Like, the fuck, right? But what I began to see is how I was built. And that all of these reactions, which I could not see before, because I was so terrified and busy and always in a state of going, had to do with something that had happened early on. And you begin to see the tributaries of your, well, you see your reactions, and then all of your actions, of course, the tributaries go back to your childhood. Right? Oh, my dad would get really angry. Right? I did something wrong. I wasn't allowed to do anything wrong. So it's, you're not hemorrhaging energy, you're containing energy. And then, in, and you become, it's true, like a nuclear reactor. And as you stop hemorrhaging energy, there's this moment when this energetic shift happens. And it felt, I mean, I thought I was dying when it was these huge circular motions of energy in my system, really powerful. And I thought, I'm dying. It didn't last for very long, it lasted for a few minutes. But there was some opening in the energetic field. And then some amazing things happened in the morning. I was on the train that very next day, going to work and I was, I saw this woman on the train as she was selling flowers, wooden flowers, a dollar piece. And for some reason, I had this huge empathy with this woman. Right? She was powerless, right? I didn't realize at the time. And then this guy jumps on on 59th Street and says, here's $250, give it out to the whole train. I mean, it was all on video. And then I got like 10 million views. But the universe was, I was reflecting myself in the universe. That woman was me. The guy that jumped on the train was the universe saying, okay, we're going to come get you. You're trapped. I was stuck in a place I didn't know I was stuck in. No idea. And again, again, I didn't know at the time. And then that very night, I had this unbelievable dream. Very clear. It was like the universe giving me directions. I was in a cab in New York, and I left my wallet and my phone in the cab, got out of the cab, just out of the blue, and started walking back to my house in London. On the way, I met my ex-husband, but there was this gnashing monster in my house in London in the attic, and I was terrified of it. Again, I didn't know what it was. And then I ended up doing ayahuasca. So, and then through this, the ayahuasca, through these layers of dissolution to the fact that I was sold for sexual abuse early on and I'd been stolen in a way my soul was stolen so the whole journey was a journey of being trapped and unconscious and blinded by terror and the demons of the dark and just being trapped there in consciousness, in this energetic field to, you know, this disruption in this in my own life, which was absolutely false, in which I was just following orders and I was just, I was really a, you know, a slave of the dark because I was so terrified early on and I just had to ameliorate the dark so I could survive because it was loveless, right? So from the absolute catastrophe of that divorce and all the, it might as well have been hell, the lawyers, everybody was just like something out of a horror movie. Like, you know, the ones that you, um, they all look normal, but really they're just, you know, spirits in meat bags. And then... From all of that 
horror and it was absolute horror you know loss of everything it was awful thinking you know I'm going to be saved here and then it's just even more destruction to then getting onto this meditative path in which you kind of kind of before you're on the run all the time and then you're just like okay that's it I've just got to sit here no matter what the fuck happens and try and do this meditation thing and it being impossible at the beginning and then becoming you know again it's like a discipline it's just a practice if you go practice if you go to the gym every day you're gonna you know your arms are gonna get strong right it's a practice of a discipline it's a practice of sitting and that sitting is the building of the nuclear reactor within you of not hemorrhaging all that energy of beginning to look within and after 13 and a half years of meditation there was so much energy stored it was like poof, it collapsed and this energetic other energetic realm opened up and I was in the field and the medicine and you know it was clearly told listen you have to face this raging monster and I was terrified I sent my cousins up I was like I didn't know what these monsters were in the attic and then also during that time endless dreams of these men coming into my room and trying to kill me and rape me and it was horrific and I for years just like two years non-stop every night didn't know what the fuck it was about completely shut down and then the ayahuasca the medicine more dynamite more opening of the energetic field you know in these physical I mean I was being pulled around in these ceremonies I was owned by these energies like I they were all around me over me and these were the energies of pedophiles early on, and my own father, where I had been sold and horrific shit happened. It was every cell of my body was smothered with these forces, these energies. And then they started to come up, like, you know, as I, I went to the medicine, I did it, came back, and then I'd sit and there'd be more information and more stuff coming up. Like, over seven years, I would daily I would get and again without drinking the medicine these energies would come up through me and it was all the energy that I had blacked out to survive so all of it is dissolution reliving seeing and sort of returning through this forest of fucking shit as I can describe it and horror and terror to be able to open your eyes to it the clever thing about trauma if it's dark and it's early on is that you know you're innocent they're counting on your innocence and your powerlessness and your need for love to abuse you. You're at your prime vulnerability, your prime powerlessness. So evil awaits that, right? It waits for that. It's a perfect breeding ground, a perfect place for theft and ambush. So my little brain had covered, you know, so first of all, if you're, the minute anything happens to you early on, you're severed from divinity, let's put it that way, from the one, from the everything. There's already a boom, that's it. You're kind of snatched from your home. It's a theft from love, from light, from all that amazing stuff. Now you're alone in this terrifying place, unprotected, unsafe. The person that is doing it is the very person that's supposed to protect you is your own fucking parent, right? So there you are, 
as a sacrificial lamb for his crap, right? You're unsafe. And then you're being told if you don't deliver, he dies. You don't eat, you all die. So now you're responsible for everyone. And they're doing horrible things to you, right? So what are you doing as a child? You're blacking out, severing. You have to sever and be blind. You're blinded by the terror. I was blinded. Blinding. Blinding terror is a perfect term. Another blackout. So you're severed from source. You're captured. There's a blackout. You black out the events because you have to to survive. Now you're trapped in this underworld of horror with these parents who are actually doing the sending out. But they all look normal, right? And you're, you're being bullied into, shut, you know, silencing this. My question was always, did my mother know? And I didn't want her to be involved, but again, it takes a ceremony to see everything. And like, yeah, she was involved. Yeah. I held out for a long time. I didn't want to leave this place even though they did horrible things to me, which is, you know, typical kid. I'm bonded here, you know, they could be throwing feces at me. I'm still, you know, I still need my... They know that, that original initial bonding is so powerful, right? So, shut down. And then, again, because you're stuck down here in the shit show, and you're going to survive, then this is all I've got. Uh, there's no love. You don't know. I've, you've got to make it up. You've got to make it work. You've got to make the Frankensteinian condition. It's all wrong. But you're blinded. You can't see what happened. You, you die. So then you build a person that accommodates the conditions. I protected them. I made myself into an ideal Yeah, they were fucking losers, but I had to show up as the cover-up, right? As the PR machine to cover up for their absolute horror, the cowardice and their lack of self-esteem, whatever, all that shit. Under the duress of terror. So that force that you create, that's another, now you're another disassociation so you're severed from divinity, from home. You're like thrown into the dungeon. All this horrible shit happens in the dungeon by the, what appears to be a parent, because that's what they show up as. So you need to shut that down. Now that you have a parent that's a bully, so you're trying to accommodate them so they don't fucking kill you, and you're protecting them, and you're, you know, all this stuff. So you build the, the person they want. Again, a disassociation from the horror that happened to you and from the truth of them. And inevitably that's going to have a car crash because that is so unstable and so false and so wrong that, you know, at some point shit's going to come down. It's karma, like eventually it catches up with you. And so it did in some monumental divorce. But again, I was so far away from home, like home was you know, Galaxy 2.25, and I was in Brisbane, Australia. It was, like, so far away. So the journey is to go home because you don't know how far out you are from home, how how far away did you travel in the dark. Well, now you have to make your way all the way home. But what does that mean? Well... That means that you have to cleanse yourself of everything. You know, by the time you you blow everything up, and you know the dynamite blows up all these vaults or these versions of you in the medicine, you're very far away from home. And so the medicine has to start cleansing you from the minute you got severed. 
So when the medicine comes in, it comes to heal you from the moment the event happened. The moment that guy stuck his dick in my mouth when I was four, the moment I got sold. All the stuff that's completely shut down. She's, the medicine is going to come from... The, and in fact, the very first ceremony was, here you are, one with everything. First of all, they started singing the Ikaros, which are the songs, the vibrational songs. And when they started singing, I was in. It was like a password. Boom. I'm in this other dimension. I know this place. I love this place. This is home. This is where I was. Orig- this is where I cam- came from. This is where I came from. And then, and you're all happy. I was a bird and it was, I was all happy in there. And then as a severing and you're out. Now you're, you've been like somebody put a bag over your head and you're done. You're, you're in the dark. You've been severed, ambushed, stolen. And you're a three or four year old. I couldn't remember my childhood at all. I was just black. I was terrified all the time. I knew that I was on the verge of death all the time. They would call me Scooby-Doo because I was just running around like a crazy person. Because I was terrified. I was even terrified of going out on play dates because I thought I was going to die on my friends. I was going to die. And then I'd come home and that piece of shit would say, you're so weak. I mean, you just sent me out to be abused. I mean, just horrific. Piece of fucking loser. Trickster. Liar. Right? So, what are you going to do? I mean, you, you, you know, you're going to have to survive here. There's nowhere to go. And if you shut it down, you don't remember. It didn't happen, didn't like it didn't happen, right? At some point, I remember getting my first stainless steel tennis racket, which was a big deal in our family to get anything and it was payback by him it was payback I think at that moment the narrative changed and it was like okay I need to make these people because they were always putting me down that was another thing they did she called me a whore and it was just horrific horrific But at that point, the narrative was like, oh, you know, they don't mean to be like this. They just, you know, have to protect them. They're, they're peasants, you know, or whatever. So it's a whole machinery of, this is when you start fueling the balloon, you know, the Macy's Day Parade balloon of this person that you build to the outside. It's a cover-up. So, you know, by the time I got to the medicine... I was very far away. And so the medicine comes in to cleanse you from the moment the event happened. Imagine all the wiring between four and 60. The wiring, the attachment, the beliefs, the stories, the whole thing. I was completely owned by evil. I mean, completely. It had stolen me use me, terrified me. I was nowhere to be seen. And I believed all of it. And I was terrified. So after the first energetic break, after the meditation, and it said, look, you've got to go, you're terrified. There's there's this thing that's terrifying you. That thing that was terrifying me owned me. And that was my father and all the pedophile, the groups and these, these pimps and the pedophiles, right? 
you know, if you say anything. I, I mean, I don't remember all of this, so this is all part of seeing, reliving it. I'm actually, by the way, getting there into the past with the medicine was harrowing. It was awful. It was terrifying. It was, ugh, opening it all up was just, I can't even tell you, it was disgusting. It was horrific. So, and I, I, it's almost like, it's interesting because I wasn't there. It had stolen me, my soul or whatever. It owned me by terror as a child. And my role was, it was a search and rescue mission to bring my little girls home because they held my little girls hostage by terror, which means I couldn't grow. I had to do what they wanted. So it's a search and rescue mission to go and um, release my children. And, you know, without the medicine, there's no way I would have done it. The medicine came in and gave me uh, the power to go in and face everything. I mean, it's, it was this incredible divine love that was given to me. But you have to face it. Like, there's no one else is going to do it. You've got to keep going in. So I had to see everything. And it was horrific, as you can well imagine. And it was terrifying. And Every, the more I saw, the more these demonic energies inside of me would come out, which is all the terror that was was inside of me. And one of the worst pieces was the pimp. And that was disgusting. He sold me to, who basically abused me horrifically. And again, said, like, if you don't deliver, they don't eat. Horrific. And then, so you keep, and you, you, you go through these, walls of resistance that you've built to survive and they're huge and they were just and so you keep breaking down so this person that you've built and my this thing was built out of all this horror dies dissolves keeps dissolving and you know not only do you see but then the rage and the anger and all the despair that you had that you couldn't express as a child is everything is expelled and exp- and brought up and it's it is like, you know, draining a lake of the Moloch Ness monster. You keep draining and draining and draining this lake, which is, and that water is like this energetic hole that keeps being removed from you. And your power is restored the more you see and the more you face. It's like your soul comes up and it dissolves. It's like, you rebuild this person that's been buried, this soul, as this dark kingdom, which is within you, gets removed by actually seeing all of it. Right? So there's a transformation. The more you face the fear, the more power you, you, you get back. until you become the wholeness of yourself and you go, that fucking wanker, fucking wanker, loser, piece of shit. I mean, I was shown he couldn't get work, so, you know, his next alternative was to sell me. Like, what? (laughs) I can't, right? So you're not... (coughs) You're not what happens to you. He was a fucking loser. I'm not him. He had to sell me because his self-loathing, he said, well, I hate myself, so I can just sell her. She, if I'm nothing, she's nothing. Kind of thing. It's filth beyond measure. So all of those energies that surrounded me get to be removed because they're not me. You're, whatever happens to you is not you. It's what happened to you. Your soul is distinct and separate, which is why it's a theft. 
you get returned in this cleansing. You're returned. Your soul is returned. The filth is washed away. There was actually, I had a beautiful ceremony when I was in Peru where I had all my, I'd gone through and seen all these horrible things and I had all my children and we were in this circle together, like buried in the ground. And all these Indians around us like, oh yeah, you become whole, you take your children back. It's like a huge chunk of me was missing. If you're in trauma and if you're in survival and if you're in blackout, there's a whole chunk of your consciousness that's owned that you don't have access to, which means that it's owned, you've lost power there. And in fact, if you've lost power there, you've lost power everywhere because you're at your most powerful when you're completely whole, when you're one living, breathing mechanism. You can't have half the equipment shut down, right? What you're going to search and you know what you're doing is you're waking that piece up. You're uh, you want to see it. You want to face it. So you can't be owned when you see it. But to get to it, you have to go through a, a wall of fire of terror. Because in that place you had no power and there was no one. You were abandoned. I made a slave to make these people look good. When you go there, well, you're no longer are that identity. You're not, you know, you've collapsed the Macy's Day Parade balloon. That's gone. The cover-up is gone. And I suspect that the meditation basically took out the air of the balloon, of the person who I was. And then the next layer of energy was the wall of terror uh, and to penetrate the wall of terror I had to go in with you know the greatest army of all which is the plants which is love and divinity and make them my ally or they made me an ally to then penetrate that wall of terror so I could see the events that actually happened because I had the ally of the plants I had the ally of love of divinity and so I was strengthened by that love because I had no love, right? So if you don't have any love, then, you know, you're alone. But when you have the ally of the plants, which is this divinity and love and power, well, then it strengthens you to go in because, you know, you have this whole team, right? And she said to me, this is teamwork, Maria, right? This whole team of love and divinity that I knew was with me when I went to see the truth. So then I can pinpoint that fucker who did this to me and tell him, you fucking cunt, right? You fucking wanker. I had, you made me cover up your filth, right? Because I was so terrified and little. Who does that? Fucking wanker, right? To a child. Makes them carry their burden, their, their uselessness. It's actually very funny because in one of the ceremonies, I you saw him coming in. He couldn't get a job, and then his a sheet falls off him, and he's a dick. It's like, oh, he decides to start abusing me and then selling me. Great. Great on your resume, yeah? And then he starts making money. Right? And then everything comes back. Later on, he, you know, he was kicked out of the, you know, they cooked him out of the business because obviously he was just, you know, he was a crook. And he's exactly in the same thing when he, he's like, now he's 50 trying to start a business and it's the same thing, he's coming home and sitting there, I can't get any work. You know, people don't change. So, so yeah, so you become bigger than the person that, or the darkness. And I, it's almost like a, I think of it like a drone. Like one minute you're in the ground and the next minute the medicine is pulling you up out of the ground so you can see the whole landscape. I mean, she presented him as this animal, you know, stalking my mother as prey to use her because her family had some money. I mean, the whole, 
it's like this whole jigsaw puzzle is put back together. I had no, by the way, I had no idea about anything. So terrorized was I. My poor little girl. So you're trapped. If there's early trauma, there's, it's a trapping, especially if you're a child. Trapping, no love, terror, threat of death, severing, severing from divinity. All these events happen. To survive, you have to black those out. Then there's more disassociation. And then there's an allying, a desire to connect. And the only way you can connect is if you make them happy. Otherwise, there's nothing. So you have to invent all this love and shit around them. It was all a fucking massive trick and spells and shit, right? And so it's all an illusion. It's all a cover-up. Because of terror and no love. And I invented love, I invented... It was all a cover-up. And the medicine comes in really as an army of love, as an army of truth, as an army, yeah, it's it's the savior. I mean, but these are energetic traps. And also in further reflect, on further reflection, there's also, many other things going on he was an immigrant so he felt and he was a self-loathing shitbag right so and a trickster and a manipulator so he felt inferior so selling his only child to sort of white moneyed pedophiles made him something and someone so you carry the crap of the other person. So I had to feel like I was no one too because I was sent out as this to be abused, which is like a rag, like a divinity just being thrown in the toilet, right? I My job was to make him feel good about who he was. That was not my fucking responsibility. But those are all those things that you live with. And I think about, in the plants, they come as Indians. And I think about also the trick of what happened to the Indians, of people just stealing their lands and of abusing them and tricking them. It's all the same thing. The light over, the dark over the light. And he, it's like cannibalism. He sold his own daughter to make himself look good and feel good and terrified her. So she would you know, procure what he needed to make his nothingness something, you know, whether it was the person I married or how I did at school. The whole pressure was on me to become someone to cover up for the filth that he was. I didn't see it because, of course, you want love and you think, you know. I remember the distinct words he said to me before I left for the States was, you're going forever, aren't you? And I had no idea what he meant. And it was like, I'm fucking leaving here because of the horror that happened to me, right? I didn't know that. But he did. Ugh. It's just disgusting, the thought of it all. But it's that trap. You're trapped. You arrive, you're trapped in shit. And you don't know you're in shit. And you're unconscious and you're blinded. And you're just like, you know someone implants you with some kind of chip and you're just doing what they want. And then the universe intervenes and goes, all right, time to kick you off a cliff. Let's start this journey home, right? It's, it's, it's waking up to you. And how all these layers work, I have no idea. I mean, these, this is energetic. It's energy. It's the alchemy of the transformation of energy in your being. And again, 
this capture was in every cell of my body. These, it's like a roving horde of mercenary horrors had moved in and they owned every cell of my body, every breath, every thought. So it's really an exp it's like an expulsion, an expelling. And it is a theft. A theft of what? That's really the tough bit, right? Of your soul, a trick. Uh, so something is built, but it's not built out of love, it's built out of terror. It's a forcible building. It's a trick, right? There's a, it's a trick, there's terror, there's no love. And there's building by bullying, by terror, by force. It's all, and there's no flow, there's no, it's Frankenstein. Right? It's, it's not built by the natural order and process and energetic flow of the universe. It's been trapped. It's been th stolen. So, you know, you let's say you're, the universe is, is pouring out all this stuff all day, every day. It's a natural... Oh, it's going to... You know, now it's building a poppy, then it's building a galaxy, then it's building a seahorse. It's building all this stuff. If someone comes in as, as you're arriving at this sort of bubbling thing that's still being built, that is going to, you know, build what it has, you know, in, in a natural way. Well, somebody then comes in and forcibly says, no, I'm going to take, I'm going to out, out of, I'm going to terrorize you. So you're going to build what I want. And of course you're little and you're barely conscious and whatever, and you're terrified. And you abandon your project, you abandon, you have no choice. You're abandoning your natural sort of process of what you're gonna do, which happens when there's love and there's caring. And you're gonna join the forces of, I would just call it the dark. And I think, you know, it's like a, it's like a, a shock attack, right? You're all like having a nice cup of tea and suddenly, you know, the whole village is invaded by marauding mercenaries that say, you know, put up or shut up, right? I suppose you can see the same analogy in the world, but this is a soul theft. And you're going to answer to this and you're going to, it's it's a total power grab. If you don't do this, then you know this is going to happen. Yeah. And how do you get out of that if it happens early on? You don't know, right? That's terrifying. And in my own innocence, I was trying to excuse them and protect them and, you know, it was a total trick. It was a trick. Um, how would we know? I suppose eventually the whole thing just doesn't work. It can't work. If it's, if it's anti-nature, eventually it'll collapse and it did. Um, I mean, I think it's in many traditions, you know, you have to face the dark, you have to go, it's a hero's journey, it's, you know, the forces of evil, the forces of light, I mean, it's just, you know, rampant in every, in, you know, literature, I mean, who, you know, you read about it, but you don't think it's actually going to happen in your life, right?
you know, the forces of the dark. Horrific. But it is like waking up from a dream, from a nightmare. And the nightmare is no love. And it's a construction. It's a construction of a self held hostage by terror and therefore powerless and therefore unable to really flow or move or whatever because you're just like, you know, every step is a potential of death. And once you're doing it for a long time, you forget, you know, you, if you've made up a story about them over and over and over, how great they are, how great they are, which I needed to make up to survive, then you basically forget that actually you're just making it up. It's not really true. And even though they display absolutely no love and no care and complete selfishness, you know, you, you believe your story because it's the survival story, right? In the end, for me, I had to, you know, all of it was dumped. I mean, he's dead. She's like, God, no, I don't give a, you know, it's, it's done. They're just like, there were no one. They were not parents, right? There's this internal growth within you. There's this connection to divinity, this connection to, to your soul and to your truth, which for some reason they had to shut down for their own, and they're just, cannibals they just use you for their own ends you're just fodder so it's a construction that can be unconstructed that's or deconstructed deconstructed which just goes to show the power of you know the energetic transformations and the actual material reduction of that like it literally is like you're built and then you're by the medicine you're unbuilt because you're built energetically and then you're unbuilt and again I keep this notion of forgiveness it's not forgiveness that happens it's dissolution of an energetic charge that no longer can hold itself as an energetic charge because you've woken up to the trick. You're willing to go see the darkness, so therefore none of it can exist. Once you see the darkness, well, all of it collapses. It can't sustain itself. It can only sustain itself when it, it isn't seen. And the only way I could see it was by the medicines, the plant medicines becoming an ally and using its power to help me go in and recognize the truth. So I suspect if it's happened to me, it's happened to a whole bunch of people. I mean, it's a whole force field of dark. What it doesn't let you do and what it stops. So first of all, it takes your energy to force you to use your energy for another somebody else's ends, right? It's a theft of that, of your time and of, it's a, it's a theft of divinity because divinity is sending out itself to, you know, create this other version of itself, which is unique. But then somebody comes along and steals your energy through terror and says, no, I don't, you're not going to, well, not, you're not going to um, blossom into what you were naturally going to blossom into, but rather I'm going to steal that energy and through force and terror make you work for me and become, and, and you know, make what I want Um, that fulfills my needs, not the needs of the universal divinity. No, no, I'm just going to... And what's so horrific about it is because I thought as a child, this attention, again, barring all the horror, the attention that came later was out of love, but it was actually, I was just a cash cow, right? But a, a child can't distinguish between 
being a cash cow because it wants to be loved. So it keeps thinking this is love. But no, he was just, I was just being used for an end to make them look good through terror. So we keep inventing, we keep inventing, reinventing to suit our needs, to, to make this okay. That's what I did all the time. It's like wallpapering hell, rearranging the furniture in hell. It was all hell. There was no fucking interest at all. It was just like, I'm going to give you this so that you do that. Like, you know, it's like feeding the dog. You know, the dog salivates at 12 because the food's coming. Same thing, same principle. If I give you goodies, you're going to believe that I give a shit. Well, you don't really give a shit. You're just, you know, it's another way of tempting, you know, of making the prisoner do the work of the dog. And it doesn't know because it's terrified and it's tiny and it's in a horrible place. Wallpapering hell is, I think, a perfect analogy. So all of this is happening in this sort of dark energetic realm. And there's no escape. There's no escape because they show up as parents. That's, you're fucked. It's, and there's no escape because it's, it's, it's in the cooking stage of you in the darkness and the subconscious. And the terror will make you do anything to survive. And the, you know, and the only option is death. If you wake up, you die. Because there's nothing else but these people. Fuck. So the plants directly connected to divinity come along and go, okay, let's basically go through every single piece of wire that's made you and let's reveal it all to you. And you're willing to see it all because you have, you know, this, the whole universe has showed up. With me, it's thousands of Indians as the plants that have shown up to bring me to go into the past and to literally open up this whole fucking continent of truth, which was beyond horrific. You deconstruct. So who's deconstructing? Well, I was trapped there, so... I don't know who's... De- I mean, I think, for me, the medicine was deconstructing. Again, there's this question of, like, self. Like, well, who am I? Am I the dark? Am I the... I wasn't the dark. I was the, the light in the dark. There was a theft of someone or something that was blinded. There was something that was agreeing and submitting and terrified. And then there was some, then something else showed up, which I would call divinity or the plants and they allied with the me that was a something or someone that then woke up and then these hostage takers lost their power once I woke up and relived and saw what was done a soul I suppose consciousness because it's a waking up and then of course you're reliving the events in the dark right so you've been blinded and then you're waking up complicated but simple at the same time light theft in the dark prisoner shut down And then this other agency through the plants comes along and says, okay, I'm going to wake up. Now you wake up, you see what was done, they lose their power. They disappear, they dissolve. Your energy is completely transformed. Yes, you're a nuclear reactor. (laughs) You are a nuclear reactor of energies. The whole 
identity is deconstructed. All of it. Ugh, horrific when I think about it. But it owns you, literally, physically. It's in your system, it's everywhere around you. So it's also physical. Energy in its different forms. Anyway, so... It's available to you, Ho. I mean, it's amazing that we can do this, you know, through the ta- through the technique of... And they're, they're technologies of meditation and ayahuasca. And also the plants, ayahuasca being the hospital and all the plants being the different doctors that, you know, deal with different parts of you. I mean, they say, you know, they talk about the field... I really don't really understand very much about that because I, you know, what I'm talking about is what I've actually experienced. Um, in the ayahuasca journey, you are definitely in another zone. Call it the field, call it, I don't know, but there's a different dimension, energetic place. Yeah. It's a whole realm, realms, which I never knew existed you know, in which you can heal. And that is amazing. Bye.